This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, South by Southwest, kind of the last day of Interactive, the first night of music. I am here with a first-timer on the podcast, so long overdue, Ramon Alvarez-Smichael. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. This is awesome. I've always wanted to be on a, a Haima Black podcast, so oh this, is, this is a bucket list. Too kind. <laughs> it's a bucket list moment. Dude. So, you and I have known each other for a while. I was introduced to you when you were the Chicago college rep for Grammy U in Chicago. Um, talk about what that meant. Like, what did that position mean what did you do in that role? Bring people into it who might not know what that is. Yeah, so, you know, Grammy U was the, uh, the, the, the biggest thing for me while I was in Chicago to really help me get introduced into the music industry. It was, it was a program that, you know, I started as an intern in, and uh, thanks to timing, um, was able to take over the Grammy U program from an awesome dude, Alex Katz, um, who really taught me a lot. Um, and... It was great. You put on events for kids. You got to go to these events. You got to interview artists. You got to um, really just get entrenched in a, like a little bit of everything that the music business had to offer. Um, and for me, it was a really fantastic way to um, get involved in an organization that had roots in Chicago as well as Los Angeles and New York, um, which were places that I knew I, I wanted to go after school. Um, so it, it was a fantastic, uh, the biggest the biggest bonus for me, I think, of being in Chicago was Grammy U. And, I can't thank it enough. I'm, I'm a Grammy U fan for life. I mean, it definitely changed the trajectory of my life. Got my first job at Shazam after school through a board member of the Grammys that I met through Grammy U, um, Barry O'Connell. Um, and, you know, it, it's definitely the single biggest influence on my career outside of college that I've had so far. That's amazing, man. So I want to talk about all this awesome Shazam stuff you're doing in just a moment, but kind of looking at what brought you here, you know, the Grammy U thing's a huge part of it. You know, you're somebody who's really involved. You were going out and doing things. Like, what goes into that? Because I think, you know, maybe looking at it from a college student perspective, they might think either, hey, I don't have time for an internship, or I don't know where to start. I don't know how to get one. Why would someone hire me? How did you kind of, like, take that initial leap? Man, um, you know, for me, it was it was uh, being kind of on top of everything that was going on in terms of Grammy U. And this guy Jackson came into my class with Alex Katz as well and, you know, told me about it. And uh, they were like, yo, this seems really cool. Um, and I, I thought it seemed really awesome. And I, you know, talked to my dad and, and he was like, you'd be an idiot not to do this. Um, and, and, you know, my parents are both artists, so they really encouraged me to do a lot of the artistic stuff um, and uh, kind of follow my own path and whatnot. So, you know, for me, I think internships are obviously important. The right internships are more important than quantity of the internships. Um, so, you know, working at the Grammys, ended my career by simultaneously working at the Grammys and as a field rep for Harvest Records. Um, and I now work with all those people in my day-to-day. -day. So, you know, it's really just if you want to get out of Chicago, which, you know, I'm not kind of uh, advocating for because Chicago is a great place that I definitely want to come back to. Um, but if you, if you are looking to kind of expand your horizons in the music industry while a student, I definitely recommend interning with an organization that, that has roots, you know, in, in L.A. and New York, which right now are the, the kind of places 
that uh, I think are, are offering the, the most jobs. Um, well, and like you said, like there's a network built into the Grammy thing. It's not just Chicago-centric. Um, was music always something you knew you wanted to go into? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I started off wanting to uh, be an architect, um, and then I, I transitioned that randomly into uh, wanting to own a record label. Um, and, and I was a DJ, and I made a lot of ambient electronic music for a while. Um, and, you know, I always knew I wanted to go into music business, really wanted to do a label when I went to Columbia College freshman year. Um, got my ass kicked for wanting to start a label, essentially, by my professors. Um, and was like, wow, I definitely don't want to do that. Um, so then from there, it was really just kind of interning and finding what I wanted to do. And, you know, even until I started at Shazam, I didn't know exactly, exactly what it is I wanted to do. And that's totally okay. You see, you wanted to be in music. Yeah, I knew I wanted to be in the space, and it's always been something that I, that I've loved. And and you know, the right things happen when when you kind of put in the work and and really do the networking. And you know, uh, it's definitely a lot about who you know, but it's not you know, it's not all of it. You know, it's that it's, kind of thing like helps open the door. But yeah. if you're not willing to put in the work once you're in there, yeah. you get kicked right back out real quick. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely have to uh, you definitely have to be willing to put in the work, especially as a young person. You have to prove your worth. Um, in our industry, it's 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 not something you get in to get paid a lot of money. It's something you get into because you because you love it and because you love the people you inevitably get to work with and because you just love being around music and live shows and and that's that's the the main thing that kind of kept me kept me motivated and and still does. So you graduate Columbia College a few years ago. At, at what point does Shazam enter the conversation? Because that's where you're at now. Yeah. So I, I came out to LA. I, I graduated a semester late. Um, you know, because uh, that's what all the cool kids do, right? Um, no, not at all. Um, graduated semester late uh, in December. Made the decision that I wanted to be out in L.A. Um, kind of coincided my move to uh, working the Grammy Awards that year. Um, so like the, the awards in L.A., the actual awards itself. Yeah, yeah, the actual awards. I was like a social media correspondent for the Grammy live stream or something random. But it, it, it was uh, it allowed me to kind of get out here, meet a lot of people during Grammy week in L.A., and just kind of begin my uh, networking. And, you know, I think I uh, transitioned from that into... Um, a role at Dim Mac Records, um, where I was uh, running their, um, I think it, it was like their charity organization, the Steve Aoki Charitable Fund. That's what I was doing. And, uh, you know, I was there for a couple of months, and then I got a random email uh, five months into my time in L.A. from the board member I mentioned earlier, Barry O'Connell from the Grammys, who, who then uh, was working at Shazam. He was like, hey, uh, you know, the, my coworker Fish needs some help, who's my current boss now. And, uh, you know, the rest, I guess, is kind of history. But, you know, it's definitely, uh, it was about me staying out here. It was about me staying motivated um, to stay out here, even though, you know, some week I was working a part-time job out here and just trying to make it work. Um, but, you know, it happens. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're really invested in it, if you really want to do it and you really kind of just, like, hit everyone up you know over and over again, and like, hey, just a reminder, I'm awesome and I'm still looking for a job, um, it'll end up happening. So how did L.A. differ from Chicago? Were you prepared for the, you know, I mean, it's not like it's another country, but it's still definitely kind of a different culture, different environment, different energy. Like, what was that like making that transition? 
LA is interesting. I mean, you know, I was born in New York, a um, little bit raised on the East Coast for eight years, and then was really raised in Chicago. Um, so I've kind of slowly made my way across the country over the course of my life. <laughs> it's a very long road trip. Yeah, the longest road trip ever, a 25-year road trip. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. LA is very much about um, what you do. Um, and not who you are, which is something I've found, which is a negative. Um, but it also has a lot of opportunities. So as a young person coming out there, um, it was it was really inspiring for me to be able to say, hey, you know, I didn't even know I wanted to work in a music tech company. I didn't even know that was a thing, right. um, really. I wanted to be someone's assistant at a marketing department at a major label, right? That was my, my dream when I came out here. And so, you know, L.A. differs from Chicago. Um, Chicago people are great. Um, it's, it's just a totally different vibe. L.A.'s, Chicago's kind of a hybrid of L.A. and New York, right? People there are laid back, but it's still a big city feel. L.A. is very laid back and casual, and, and everyone is just kind of about, you know, what they do and getting that thing done. Um, but, you know, I like L.A. You also just can't beat the weather. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You got the weather. Yeah. Um, Right on. So now you're with Shazam. Talk about your role, what you're doing there, and what have been some of the highlights. Yeah, so, you know, I started at Shazam as a coordinator, um, kind of assisting all things uh, Music Partnerships team. Um, Music Partnerships team is the client-facing side of Shazam that deals directly with labels, management companies, artists, etc. Um, and I was kind of doing all things there. Transitioned into a manager role about six months ago where I'm now kind of leading um, kind of creative content um, in terms of campaigns for artists and then a lot of the data um, that we kind of uh, relay to our music partners. So um, really interesting space. I'm super stoked on it. Um, developing, uh, you know, Shazam is kind of right now seen as one of the three uh, metrics of success for a track. Sure. Um, it's Shazam, streams, sales, and then four metrics, radio spins. Um, and, and Shazam is a predictor. So, you know, I've, I've hopefully taken our data from a place where it was, or at least helped take our data from a place where it was um, something that labels wanted um, to now something that labels need. Right. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm super excited about the future of data and how it impacts important decisions in the music industry, how it helps labels know where to spend money, how it helps managers know where their artists who might be unsigned is actually reacting. Um, it, it kind of uh, levels the playing field, right? Like if you have a song that's spun in a suburb of Los Angeles and, you know, by one radio DJ who takes a chance, it can pop up on the Explorer map on Shazam, a label can see that, and you can get signed. The same thing with a TV sync. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, everything that we have going on there um, and everything that I've been able to accomplish in my two, almost two years there, which is crazy. I mean, it's really, like, incredible you're talking about this. Like, data is so important. The last interview I just did moments ago, uh, uh, was with the singer of a Chicago group called The Main Squeeze, and he was talking about how they do a lot of like live streaming through Periscope and Facebook, and they're seeing where the engagements are with their streams, and then they know where to travel, and it's like, I don't think all artists really know why data is so important. Like, what is data unlock? You know, you're dealing with all these analytics, all these numbers. What do they really mean, and how can artists use them? I mean, you know, data is only as valuable as the person that's analyzing them. So you can, or analyzing it, rather. You can... 
you know, get a bunch of numbers um, and it could mean absolutely nothing, or you can get a bunch of numbers and know how to apply that and really tell your tell your artist, or if you're the artist looking at it yourself, tell yourself where you're where you're trending up. And so, on the very core, uh, very baseline level of it, I think it just gives you an indication of, you know, Shazam data specifically gives you an indication of where you're trending before anything else. Um, and you know, I think that's the most valuable, you know, part of it. All, you know, the streaming services and, and iTunes and, and Periscope, as you mentioned, all give you location-based information that's reactive um, to something you're doing on their service. I think the interesting thing and the, the way that a lot of smart people leverage Shazam data is that it gives you reactions um, to uh, your music being played that sometimes isn't under your control. Sometimes it's a DJ in a club who got your record and decided to play it, um, and it got Shazam, you know, 150 times in that club or whatever it is. Um, and you know, I think the, the the smartest people just really know how to take that data and and uh, build a fantastic story um, to kind of revolve their song around. I think. You know, it, whether it's in a TV sync or whether it's in a commercial sync or any of that stuff, I think, um, you know, a lot of people know how to use it and a lot of people are just now figuring out um, the best ways to use it. And, and for me, one of my main roles and goals really is to figure out the best way to give someone that story all packaged together so it's easy to ingest. And, and so it's something they can take and actually... Yeah work off of instead of just zeros and ones. Yeah, yeah so yeah, something yeah. they can take and say, hey, listen, our store, our song is blowing up in Baltimore and right. um, hear the numbers that back that up. Yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's incredible. So, okay, so you're, you know, mid-20s, you know, you're still close to the college age, and I, I say that, like, hoping that that doesn't come off as offensive. I'm not at all no, trying to, like, uh, de-age you. But, like, you're still kind of close to the college age, so what recommendations would you give for, you know, college students who are wanting to work in music and maybe aren't even thinking about tech, but, you know, they know that they want to have a career in music. What skills they need to have right now? What knowledge do they have? What should they be looking at? All these things. Try to just, you know, I think for me what I've found super beneficial is just being able to say yes to almost everything that is asked of me, um, especially as a young person trying to build your uh, brand um, in the music industry. I think it, it definitely benefits you to know a little bit of everything. And, and definitely don't take this as, as saying, you know, you need to know everything and you should come off that way. I think you should just have a little bit of expertise in a lot of different areas um, and, you know, be very good at, at a couple of things, right? So, you know, I think for me the most beneficial thing has been been applying a lot of the stuff, to be honest, that I never thought I would apply from college. Um, in my daily in my daily life and, and you know a lot of my public speaking stuff has come in handy uh, music publishing has been great um, finance has been amazing and then there's just like a lot of different things that you should really just take advantage of and just you know keep your friends um, you know I think a lot of people don't realize that you know I can count on my you know two hands um, there's some really successful people coming out of Columbia uh, you don't have to tell me that yeah. it's incredible to see. Yeah, and so, like, just, you know, keep those net networks, maintain those friendships. Um, in an ideal world, you'll be working with these people for the rest of your life. Um, and, you know, the music industry is very small. So I found that, you know, you go to the same same places and see all the same people. Um, and ideally, um, after you've been in the, in the industry for a while, you'd want those people to be your friends. And then you get to work with your friends, and that's the best thing ever. So, you know, I, I would just say in, in terms of advice on, on how to 
um, succeed post-college. Just be super motivated. Don't be afraid to kind of take that risk. You know, I moved out to L.A. a month after I graduated, um, was just kind of ready to go. Um, and, it, and it paid off. And sometimes it pays off. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to where it's paid off most of the time. And I'm sure somewhere in the future it's not going to pay off. So, you know, it's just going to be a, a thing where you have to stay motivated, stay humbled, um, and, and just uh, be willing to put in the work. And that's, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a glamorous industry um, about a third of the time, if that much. Um, <laughs> it's glamorous on Instagram, and then, like, most of the day is just, like, emails. Yeah. And that's the part that people aren't Snapchatting. Yeah, yeah. it's emails and, and helping each other out and, and really just trying to, you know, in my day-to-day is, you know, tons of emails, tons of data. But, it, you know, it's all good. It all goes to a good cause. Um, you know, my goal, ideally, is to help artists succeed, right? And that's that's why I got into music, and, and I love music, and I want artists that I like to succeed and do well. And if I can play a part in that, that's awesome. That's amazing, man. That's incredible. Very inspiring. Uh, final question, just for fun. Who's your dream artist that you hope to work with, do a project with, like collab with on any level? That's like an easy one. It's Kanye. And anyone who knows me... <laughs> I knew that's what it was going to be. <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that, that that answer will be the same um, for forever, I think. Um, but yeah, no, Kanye's great. Um, and on, on a more uh, realistic level, I love Tycho um, and, and would love to do some kind of creative stuff with them. Right on, man. Yeah. Uh, Ramon Alvarez, Michael, man. Dude, like, this is so cool. I'm so glad we got to do this formally on the mic, man. And I have to give you a shout-out because a couple years back... Um, when I first started working with Columbia, I wasn't even full-time instructor there. You facilitated two Grammy U events with Dynasty Podcasts, one with Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive at the Grammy Chicago office. That was incredible. Like People responded to that so well. And then another really cool one that we got to do with students at Columbia, which was an amazing opportunity, uh, with Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions. Um, and just getting to do like two Grammy events with the podcast was such a cool exciting, validating, like, unique opportunity, man. So I have to thank you for setting that up. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, I've been a fan of the podcast ever since I was, even before a Grammy U uh, rep, and, you know, I've always wanted to do stuff with you, so it's awesome to be able to finally sit down with you and chat with you, even if we had to meet halfway in the middle of the country in Austin, <laughs> Texas, to do it. But, no, it's awesome. Yeah, man, I'm glad we made it happen. Uh, let's do more cool stuff in the future. Ramon, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. For sure. Thanks, Simon. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.